stand back. The wives have arrived. Joel Siegel raves, the first wives club is great fun, great stars. Midler, Horn, and Keaton are a comedy dream team, says Rolling Stone. Gene Shannon calls it a sparkling grown-up comedy. And Rex Reed cheers, everyone will want to join this club. Happy days. The First Wives Club, now playing in theaters everywhere. Well, if Rex Reed is giving it such high praise. That queen. <laughs> I love that. a good Rex Reed poll quote in a TV spot. I mean, you are reading Miss Reed. It's a film. Welcome back, listeners. Welcome back. <laughs> Very special show today. Uh, I think so. I feel like we get requests for this one all the time. I can't believe this one got in after episode 200. Like, yeah, how did we not do this us, earlier? It took us this long. Well, I'll, I'll tell you why in a moment. But uh, listeners out there, my name is Pete. And I'm Scott. And, and these, these are, are the, the movies that, that made us gay. gay. Yes, indeed. Welcome to the show. Jack Fields, welcome. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thank welcome you to so the show. Much. And you got a really good one today. <laughs> we watched The Long Awaited First Wives Club, directed by Hugh Wilson, written by Robert Harling. I mean, starring Diane, Bette, and Goldie. First <laughs> yes. Wives Club. First Wives Club. We made it. We made it. So, I mean, written by Robert Harling. So what? How did written, I not know that? Written by Robert Harling, but there is an interesting kind of screenwriting <laughs> right, thing with this right, movie right, that right. Robert Harling went on to do The Evening Star for Paramount Direct at the time. The Star. And he wasn't available for any rewrites of the script because I think that the script needed a lot of work. So Paul Rudnick came in and fine-tuned the script. Sure. Because Paul Rudnick has kind of said that the first kind of few passes of this that he read were kind of a mess. So he had to kind of go in and fix some story elements to this movie. Uh, sounds believable to me. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Which, yeah. <laughs> even now, I mean, watching the film, yeah, there are these serious moments and these yeah. uh, slapstick moments. It, it is kind of a wash, even though it's an amazing wash. <laughs> it was probably just a time thing with Paramount that they probably just didn't have time for Paul Rudnick to do a complete rewrite of the script. Sure. Right. So probably just over Guild reasons. That's why he was not credited Sure. during it. I don't yeah. know. Can I tell you both something right now? Please. I had never seen this movie before today. Can I tell you? Can I <laughs> tell you something right now, never. Jack? I had never seen this movie. Oh <gasps> my! Oh my! I don't know why I had never seen this movie. It's, it's oh. shocking. It's just one of those movies for the past, like I mean, twenty some years of my life, I had been meaning to get to. Because I was ten when this came out, so this was kind of so it was a grown up movie. I loved. Goldie, I loved Bet, right, but for some right. odd reason, the First Wives Club did kind of seem a little too much like a mom movie. Uh, yeah. Maybe that's why I loved it so much sure, because sure. it came out when I was ninety six. I was so I would have been nine. So yeah. maybe it was just a little more developmental to me. It literally <laughs> was a movie that made me sure, gay in that sure. sense. I definitely remember the poster in our theater lobby. Yes, of and all I remember, three of them smoking the cigars. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I remember is the VHS tape always being uh, at the Blockbuster Video Store and just thinking, "Wow, three glamorous women right. on top of a statue and, smoking and cigars." Did you ask, <laughs> and did you ask the Blockbuster employee, "Can I please have that standy uh, <laughs> of the First Wives Club?" What are you yeah, doing course, with that when, when you're yes, finished with yes. it? Um, okay, so Steel Magnolias came out when I was 11, right in 1989, and I. 
was like in love with it. That was a very grown-up mom movie, but it had that script. Sure. And it had those performances. It delivers the jokes. And it had Dolly and yep. had all that. Now this, I did not know Robert Harling <laughs> wrote this, who wrote Steel Magnolias based on his play. And um, I think maybe at the time, if I had known that, I would have given it a chance because I adored Bette Midler growing up. Right. I felt like, to me... Like, Big Business was her finest work. <laughs> I mean, we've done, like, four Bette Midler movies on the show. Yeah. You yeah. both are such Bette boys. Yeah. I yeah. thought this would have been yeah. so Shocking. up there. I'm yeah. still, like, yeah. reeling right now. Yeah, as am I. Um, Diane Keaton, I feel like at the time when this came out, I was... I don't know what I thought of her as far as, like... I don't know if I was just like, yes, bitch. Uh, or if I was just kind of like, oh, this one. Um, but you know what's funny about that, though? about this being a mom movie and Diane Keaton, sorry to interrupt you, oh, no, yeah. is that this is the year Marvin's Room came out. And I yeah, didn't care about loved Marvin's Room, Marvin's Room when oh. I was a kid, and which is weird because, like, Marvin's Room is so heavy. Oh, I didn't, I didn't care about Marvin's Room. Yeah, I Maybe I can kind of get a little revenge on you right now. Mm-hmm. I've never seen Marvin's Room. I think there it was the Leo of it all. It was maybe. the Leo right, right after okay. Romeo and Juliet oh, building, up, building up the Titanic. Is Leo yeah. Marvin? No. Oh. Well, then I don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but also Goldie, another I mean, another mm-hmm. person that me and my mom share this like adoration for Gold. My mom loves Goldie Hawn, and I loved Overboard. You know, I love them. Both one of so my much. Yeah. one of my favorite comedies of all time. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so right there, this movie has this kind of like built in like cast for me to be like, yes, let's go, let's watch that. Um, but you know, as as we're watching it, and we're gonna definitely going to get into this <laughs> there is something about nine the what the 90s fashion did <laughs> to women yeah <laughs> because 45 especially when they call up 46, their ages these women look i'm sorry <laughs> well and I, I think it's kind of bizarre that we're starting all of our female friends are kind of getting to be in, in their their early, early to mid 40s, 40s. Yeah, and yeah. right I mean, they look like spring chickens well, compared just, to... Well, because people yeah. our age, we still dress like we're extras or background extras true. on Sesame Street. Like, yep. we don't know how to dress well, like girl, grown-ups. Well, girl, I mean, 40 is the new 30. Yeah. yeah. And et cetera, et cetera, yeah. right? And we don't know how to dress like grown-ups. And in the, in the, in the 90s, when my parents were in their 40s, mm-hmm. I don't think they were quite dressing like this. But I think they were trying to make <laughs> Bette Midler... Uh, what is her character's name? I think they were trying to make Bette Midler's character have kind of a glow-up. If Brenda. you will. Yep. Yeah. Right? Because I think they kind of maybe pat her out a little bit in the early uh, Well, scenes. they did. They in did, fact, right? in interviews, I said... Okay. And, well, and they, uh, you guys had never seen the movie, so you've never read the book, right? <laughs> no, no. Not familiar. <laughs> uh, in the book, the character of Brenda is supposed to be... Heavy. Heavy. Okay. And they make a big deal out of it. Okay. The book is so different. I actually don't yeah. recommend it. I, w- yeah. I would imagine it would be very different. And then, oh. the other thing that I do remember is the author. And yes. her unfortunate passing. Yes. During so a plastic sad. surgery. I didn't know about this. Procedure. <laughs> Joan Rivers style. Yeah. And like how kind of like, is that, is that ironic? Get Alanis on the phone. It's almost like a joke out of Sex and the City or something. Yeah. Life that's not to kind of go really yeah. dark. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That the, or like 30 Rock. That like the, the author of First Wives Club passed away and yeah. during a I mean, that's like a Nip Tugs yeah. episode right yeah. there. Yeah. It's, it's unfortunate. But yeah. I do remember that happening. And mm-hmm. that, that was in like 04, 05 or something. I, 
And sure. yeah, right. Um, and yeah, I, w- I still had not seen the movie at that point, but I was just like, <laughs> oh, okay, that's weird. But um, yeah, this this cast is so stacked. It's um, yeah. all oh, he, the women are great. The but the below the line cast. Everybody, of this movie, yeah. That- it- like Marsha Gay-Harding, Elizabeth yeah. Berkley, SJP, and Maggie can, Smith. Yeah. Can, can I tell you that Marsha Gay-Harding in this movie, <laughs> I, I always, Scott gives me shit because I always say that Marsha Gay-Harding is a handsome woman. <laughs> She's like fucking fierce in this movie. She's hot, like that, right? That haircut right? and the like Ali McBeal like short yeah, skirts. Or, yeah, or the uh, the therapy session where yes. they literally do a close-up up of her the, legs. Up the leg. It's like, whoa. She's serving the girl. legs for days. Yes. Like, I'm like, oh, I mean, I guess it's to illustrate that she's sexy and that's right. why Stephen right. Collins would go for her or whatever. But I was like, all right, Marsha Gay Harding. And then I think they're kind of doing it as a joke, but Maggie Smith is playing this like socialite. Right. And she's very done up. A yes. lot of makeup. Very kind of not what we usually see Maggie Smith as a glamorous woman. Which yeah, I right? love it. I, she I, looks so good. She looks so yeah, good. She's beautiful. I was like, damn, Maggie Smith. Okay. Yeah. She's giving me New York socialite. She's exactly. giving me that woman that's, you know, of an age with the silver hair. And it's like, maybe she still models, <laughs> you know, for like niche right. yes. campaigns. Yes. You know, she'll do Estee like, Lauder. Like, yes. 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 Estee Lauder 60. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Sexy yeah. at 60. Yeah. Yes. And I was like, Wow, Maggie Smith never gets to have like a beat face and like cool hair. She just always yeah. now is just like frumpy old Especially everything McGonagall. everything post like sister act. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean compare like uh Gwinilla to the mother superior and sister right, act. It's like right, right, whoa. Right. And that's the, range, right? You know, there. another thing too is that I think a lot of people of a certain generation were introduced to Maggie Smith A from Hook. Where we really thought she was a hundred, right? Yeah, but they were like aged her up, right? She was probably fifty, right? In Hook, and we were like, "Oh, here's this one hundred year old actress that they like, <laughs> wheeled out for this movie." And then the next thing we see her in a sister act where she's a nun, and so we're just like, "Okay, again, still a hundred, you know?" <laughs> and so now, twenty five, thirty years later, we're just like, "She's still around the same age she was yeah. <laughs> thirty years ago." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but she was only like a fifty-year-old woman. She's you like know. a Highlander at this point. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was was Maggie Smith in Sister Act the same age as Selma Hayek is now? Maybe, maybe, maybe. If Probably somebody, the same age. If somebody was as J Lo. As J Lo, J Lo is kind of the one. Jen, Jen Aniston and J Lo are and Selma are around the same age, and there are like litmus tests of this is what a fifty-three-year-old woman looks like today. Right. This and, is the cast of Golden Girls. And Blanche Devereaux yep. is what a 53-year-old woman right. looked like in the 80s. So we have like our... And what leads us to in the 90s. Now, these women are all... The actresses, Scott, you pointed out that the actresses were all turned 50. They all turned 50, I think, while during filming. making the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like within like a month yeah. of each other. And so I looked, they all got yeah, to celebrate each other's birthdays with Goldie each other. Goldie and Bette both have... Or Goldie's late November, Bette's December, and... Um, Diane is January. Yes. And so they're all like in a row and they're playing. I mean, they all turned 50 making the movie, but they're playing 46. Right. I think, I think one of them, they said 45, but then uh, Goldie Goldie. And then Diane, Elise. they said 46. Yeah. Um, so, okay. I'll give them five years. Right. Easy. But just some of the costuming. <laughs> <laughs> well, and especially for Goldie's Elise Elliott is supposed to be trying to be young. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so something that Scott mentioned. I mentioned that. So, I mean, the big visual gag of the movie is the lips. 
right. the lips. And you watch this movie now, and I think that we're just so we're just like fierce conditioned work. to just <laughs> right. Big we're lip numb yeah. now. Yeah, we're lip numb. Yeah. yeah, I'm just kind of like work. Yeah, she looks great to me. Just like right. honestly, work. Yeah. <laughs> Keep getting keep getting that work done because you look great. Yeah, it's not it's not a shock when she comes out and she's just like okay. Uh, the only time it's like whoa is when they first reveal it right. when yeah, she's at right. the newsstand and morning Bahabit. <laughs> yeah, it's like whoa. Then who, it's it who, might be a little over the top. She sure. was an actress that kind of got a lot of shit for kind of first coming up pub- publicly with all of that. Was it Barbara Hershey? That's who I was going to mention. Barbara Hershey. Yep. Barbara Hershey got them done famously for Beaches. Um, and I don't know if it was a direct, like, why? I, I just, think it was just her decision just her to decision. try and look yeah. a little younger. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, it, but it became like national news. Yeah. <laughs> like Barbara, she got her lips done. And I don't know. I mean, that was late eighties. So that might've been silicone. I, I think I probably not a good idea to put it to Well, and then Goldie uh, said that she used like saline or something. Yeah. So she did get something. Yeah, she got something. But she said it actually really hurt. Oh, I've heard that it hurts. Oh, yeah. I've heard that it hurts a lot. Raven, famously from Drag Race, says that it fucking hurts. It like Mm -hmm. tears the flesh Mm -hmm. in your your And like like we said a second ago, we're kind of numb to it now. I still don't think it looks that great. Right. Yeah. I think Goldie. In this, maybe it was because it was saline and it and it was soluble or whatever. Uh, it looks a little bit more natural, but there is that thing that's unfortunately some women Lisa get Retta. the thick upper lip, the Kristen Davis, right. yeah. Meg Ryan situation. Rena, yeah, Rena obviously is like <laughs> the big one. I think Rena's been getting it done for like well, Rena like for so long. I mean, brands it. Yeah, Rena was probably it's getting it done when now. she was on Melrose Place. Probably. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I only remember her looking like this. Like, I don't remember any pre, like, thin lip Rinna. That's <laughs> But, you know, I think... Heaven when forbid. You, yeah. But when you see, like, Kristen Davis and, and, you know, Courtney Cox during her phase, it was just like that thick upper lip situation that started looking a little kooky. The fish look. Yeah, yeah. And fortunately for Goldie, it didn't look that way or stay that way. Right. I mean, um, it's only at that little segment yeah, of the movie, and then yeah. I guess they settle. <laughs> and um, Anna Ferris got it done for for House Bunny, but I think she got Restylane, which is also not permanent. Mm. Um, yeah. It devol- it it's the Botox of lips. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it was so funny when Scott was saying that. I was like, yeah, you're right. She does look funny in that one scene, and they overdraw the lips, and they make them really glossy to look even right. more crazy. But we're just like, all right. All right, Goldie. <laughs> you look good. You're pretty fierce. <laughs> so do you have any memories of first watching this movie? Uh, like I said, I uh, probably came across it just in the video store. And yeah. like, wow, three fabulous women. Yeah. I'm yeah. Done. Sold. Mom, Great poster. Can we, Mom, I mean, can we get this for my 99 cents? I mean, I feel like this movie does have longevity. That I feel like it's uh, been consistently talked about as kind of this feminist classic of the 90s kind of ever since. I think so. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it definitely holds up. I, I mean, and I would rank it alongside 9 to 5. And sure. You know. Sure. That said. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, that said. Kind of going into this movie without the nostalgia and the background of it, I can right. tell there are story problems of this movie. Of that, I think that you got the premise, you have the actresses, but there is something about the script by Robert Harling that I don't think really lands in the story department 
Hmm. And it's kind of like when they're trying to get revenge or punish. So okay, so all, my, of, the, my, all of the husbands. My issue with it was this: <laughs> when they're initially getting together and saying, "Like, okay, let's create the first wives' club," right? And they do the gross thing with the rings and the champagne. And they do the thing yep. with the rings and the champagne. And I'm like, "Yeah, but what is it?" <laughs> Yeah. What are you doing? Well, they address that. I mean, Annie's narration is like, starting the club was easy. F- yeah. Figuring out what to do next was considerably harder. Yeah. And I guess it's like, maybe they didn't have to show us point by point. But I feel like... Uh, I want a list. I, I, want, like, I want to see him be- get crossed off. I feel like Roseanne, Vesta Rose, and She Devil gave us a list that she crossed off. This is what I need to do mm. to bring down my husband, Ed Begley Jr., you know, he's got a home, he's got a family, he's got a job. And I'm going to cross all of those off the list. And consistently throughout the movie, we kept going back to it and referencing it. And then I, I, I don't know, maybe just because I'm so tied to She-Devil that I was like, where's our <laughs> Vesta Rose list <laughs> of things we got to take away? But, you know, they ultimately they do. Kind of, they yes. Through the story, they tell us what they're doing. So we don't need it to be spoon fed to us. Right. right. Well, and they address that yeah. in the whole movie. They're like, we were thinking too small. This isn't right, what we were right. supposed to do. And mm-hmm. it all comes out over the course. Yes, I mean, yes. it ends up okay at the end. True. True. Um, let's talk about the husbands, the piece yes. of shit husbands. Yes. Um, we, uh, they are all pieces of shit. Aren't they? <laughs> so piece of shit one, I mean, treasure of movies that made us gay. Dan, Dan Hedaya. Hedaya. Yes. We've covered like seven Dan Hedaya movies. I should have, he's, just done character. some sort of a quiz to, <laughs> to commemorate it but yeah dan hedaya yeah he's a character actor like for hire he <laughs> he will be in your have just been coming off a of clueless too from 95 with, with lucy the maid who's who is is that lucy the maid it is oh, did you look it up right. I did. I okay up. yeah she's Marsha gay harden's maid who she gives her the the pearls the pearl necklace and she's like no but that's lucy the maid yeah. Mm-hmm. You mean Stalker Channing? Oh my I'm God, Stalker Channing! That she's was a, I was shocked. Girl, she's in the movie for movie. like what two and a half minutes? It's all about her, though. And <laughs> I mean, like, dude, Oscar nom level. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. I want more of it. It's really right? good. Yes, it, it yes, it's really good. I, I yes. saw the clip of her on the balcony with the drink a lot during the pandemic. Oh. Of, of how is it going? Me. <laughs> with the drink I, that's mm-hmm. sad. Uh, but that's like sad. okay so i i was gagged i didn't, I didn't we, think, both of us we were like i don't think it was gonna open to the suicide i was like not jumping off your park avenue it's intense <laughs> isn't it and we, were, and we were like admiring that view of like yeah we think, were like what do you think this goes for in we're stuck well, tanning this apartment well, and, and don't you just totally relate when she first steps out and she sees her neighbor on the stair yeah. stepper like yeah. waving at her like hi yeah and she's just like like shut up yeah, yeah puffing yeah. her cigarette it's like yes girl totally totally um so yeah so that was crazy um Oh, but that also leads us. We'll get back to the husbands, but I forgot, and we—I would be remiss if we did not mention the opening scene with the voiceover. Well, that <laughs> the dubbed actress. You can yeah. even start at the title. The title sequence. The oh title my sequence god! Is crazy. Title Isn't that yeah. crazy? Yeah. I was. I was like, is this the right? Do we download the right first way? <laughs> Because yeah, I was. Uh, I like, miss title okay. sequences in movies. I do. I, I love an animated title sequence. Um, we got a cool uh, '60s Dionne Warwick song. What is that art style ca- called? 
Uh, Lichtenstein. Okay. Yeah. Sure. It, yeah. It's Lichtenstein pop inspired. Art, yeah, yeah. Pop yeah. art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Um, but yeah, we got a we got much like my best friend's wedding. We get a, a '60s Dionne Warwick song in there, which was really good. Um, but yeah, uh, we start off them. It's their college graduation. Yes. Right. And I was like, oh. They're dubbed, yeah. They dubbed their voice. <laughs> they, always, picked, they picked good lookalikes. They though, did. I will they say did. Yeah. it's always really weird in movies when you hear clearly this is it's Goldie little, Hawn. It's a little funny, but the thing is, I think they bet Midler especially has such a distinctive voice. Yes, that it's like okay, all right, all right, and you can't just do one of them. Is it any you worse gotta, than the? Is it any worse than the Photoshop job from from the opening of Book Club? A book Club, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess nowadays they could have de-aged them or something. I, I don't, oh, yeah. right. No, I think this is better than de-aging. Yeah, de-aging is the worst. But it's like, you know, they famously did this in A League of Their Own. Yeah. With, yeah. with Gina Davis and the, the actress that they, you know, the older Gina Davis. And So, yeah, I, I like that they went ahead and just got different actors and didn't – or didn't just – you know, tape their faces back and put them in like bouffant hair. Right. And that, like, yeah, no. Here that you really are in the, you know, 1970. That would have been, been kind of funny, though. It would have been, <laughs> been kind of It would have been very <laughs> Betty Davis, uh, Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or uh, uh, a little Peggy Sue got married. I yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it starts off with this, and I was like, okay, I'll, all right, I'll deal, I'm dealing with it. And then, yeah, we got Stalker Channing just being glamorous and tragic. It's and just so like, good. So good. Uh, throwing herself on <laughs> nightgown and a mink coat. I mean, yeah, on a Manhattan balcony. Oh my it, god! It just, Overlooking it, the park. It doesn't get much better there. Yeah, much more. Oh, and then at her funeral, her <laughs> and the whole. I guess the whole thing is that her husband's cheating on her with a younger woman, and we find out that the younger woman. Is none other than Heather Locklear. Heather Locklear. Oh, yes, it's it's Heather Locklear. Credited Heather. Yes, Locklear. with no dialogue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just sitting there having this man grope her boob. Yes, in a church, <laughs> in your ex-wife's funeral. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. yeah. Please, yeah. I was like, oh, so so now she's coming down the church aisle to sit down in you know in the pew, and I was just like, well, she looks forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> Because '90s fashion and '90s style aged you, especially yeah, well, well. And Heather Locklear's also looked like that since the '80s. True, since I would like say, since right, like yeah. TJ Hooker. Right. Yes, she looked. I I think all through the '80s and '90s, Heather Locklear hovered around 41, just like visually. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, she looks great. She looked great. No, yeah. she's beautiful. She's Heather Locklear. Come yeah. On. I mean, but um, it's so funny that you know. She's like the this like young hot like mistress, and you're just like okay. I mean, it's Heather Locklear, but I don't get young. <laughs> Is that a read? I don't. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. I think Elizabeth Berkeley pulls it off. She's yes. going <laughs> over the top with yes. like. Uh, well, this was Elizabeth Berkeley's like total overacting phase. Right I mean, after, this was right, right after, after Showgirls. Showgirls. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, we were saying Elizabeth Berkeley's hair. We were discussing crunchy. the hair situation in Elizabeth Berkeley because when you watch her seasons of Saved by the Bell, she has this beautiful long curly hair. Right. And then when you get to Showgirls, it's just I think that they just overprocess it with I, bleach, yeah. Yeah. and it just kind of killed a lot of the curls. Well, and any kind of heat too. Yeah. Oh Nobody yeah. Curly Vegas, hair it yeah. just fries. Yeah. 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 Totally. Um, okay. So we have to, we set up that all three of these girls. 
they meet. They at, drifted apart. They drifted apart throughout from, the years from being college mm-hmm. best friends. And then they reunite, and they reunite at, the at, the at the funeral. And we find out that they have yeah. That Which you know up. what is something that I wouldn't have got a few years ago, like ten years ago, but it is kind of scary of. Funerals do reunite friends. For sure. Of that when you kind of get in that place in your life when you do start drifting apart. Yeah, weddings right. and, and funerals. Yeah, weddings and funerals. They bring, they bring back memories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And something like your college friends and you're, you know, you're getting to this age now, Scott, where you're just like, how long has it been? So what high school reunion are you coming up on? <laughs> not, to, not to call you out or put you on blast. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, 20. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You know. Um, so, Okay. Diane Keaton's character is named Annie, and she is the neurotic one. Is she's, that fair? She's neurotic, but she's also kind of the quote unquote sweet one. The right. More, she yeah. doesn't drink. Yeah. Right. Yeah, she's yeah. the more romantic one. I right. Guess. I could the see, Rose Nyland. Okay, the Rose so Nyland. I could see <laughs> this role being the one of when you're casting it that you could trade this part out with a lot of different people. That I think that Bet. And Goldie's roles are very, these are very Bet and Goldie types, mm-hmm. probably first offered to them, and they took it. Oh, I could see the Diane Keaton <laughs> role being the one that you could switch out with other people. Okay. Do you kind of get that? I, I do, but I, I think you need yeah. a strong comedic actress for it. Yeah. Because it's very broad. Yes. In her, like, neuroses. Of Diane can like, play comedy. And no, yep. Diane's great. Great she's, comedian. She's, yeah. so, she's super funny. Um but uh well why don't you say what you're going to say <laughs> well <laughs> about uh, the goldie character uh, about the casting yeah well i mean i what i've read what i researched is that they originally were going to go with jessica lang yeah that's what for, I was. Uh, for for goldie Elise. for goldie for Elise, yes. yeah i mean i guess i could see it i guess i yeah. i i love jessica lang worship yeah, her yeah i haven't seen her be super funny right even be, in tootsie yeah. it would be I mean, it would be kind of bit, cool to see her play a character this sure, broad. Yeah. Sure. Where was she in the 90s? I mean, she had just won for Blue Sky right. oh, in 95. Oh, geez. Probably around the time that this movie sure. was being developed. I think this was her uh, Blanche Dubois years, wasn't it? Oh, when she was doing the Broadway revival and the Made for TV Broadway movie. revival. Yeah, yeah. I think so, that... Yeah, I think that Hush... Like I think cinematic masterpiece Hush came out in 98 with Gwyneth Paltrow. Mm. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm. But yeah, you're right. She was doing stage work at the time. Okay. I think so. So that's okay. probably why she didn't do it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah, I th- but I think Diane Keaton does, uh, she does a great job as Annie. Um, but her character, I guess, does she, does she work? Does she not work? I, I think she kind of worked with yeah. her husband's ad okay. agency, kind of. Sure. Uh, yeah. They're maybe, loaded. Maybe they're, that's how they're, they're, they're all loaded. They're all I mean, loaded. God. These uh, well, and I like Annie's house better than Elise's. I do too. <laughs> Yeah, I did too. The beginning. I I think that Annie is a little okay. So a we established neurotic. B, she's super wishy washy because she mm-hmm. and this is where the daughter, that's a lesbian. Right. That's why the daughter's so mad Chris. at the husband because they are separated. But Diane Keaton, but Annie still keeps hanging out with him. Right? right, and I think that's the daughter's just right. like you need to not hang out with that man, and then we get the joke of like, "Well, it's your dad." Uh, <laughs> progressive for the time to have a lesbian daughter, uh, yeah. yes, yeah. And, and very accepting, and she seemed yes. very cool yes. with it. She was very cool. Yeah. Yeah, she's very we get the cute scene at the lesbian bar great yep. nowadays. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> they're not predatory like they were years ago. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and this girl bar that they go to later on, I was oh like, God. work. This that, is a full lesbian bar. Manhattan look, lesbian look pretty bar. Lit. Yeah. <laughs> that shit was on fire. Um, yeah. So, okay. So, oh, and she also, she doesn't live with her mother, but her mother's kind of this, a presence that's right. not overbearing. Right. A Sofia Petrillo. A Sofia yeah. Petrillo type. Yeah. She's not overbearing, but she very much has a lot to say. Played by Eileen Heckert. Uh, she was nominated for The Bad Seed. Mm. She has the one big that's scene right. of The Bad Seed that God. she got an Oscar nomination for. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Love it. Um, and okay, and then I mean, we have to mention this right off the bat, and then we won't have to talk about it too much. But uh, Annie's husband is played by uh, Creep Stephen Collins <laughs> Stephen from Collins, from yeah. Seventh Heaven. Yuck. Yes. So there's that. <laughs> um, and he is in uh, ad- advert. He's got an advertising. He uh, is like yeah. co-owner of an advertising yeah. agency, partner, yeah, yeah. something yeah. like that. Um, and yeah, they've got a great place. Um, and uh, she's in therapy, and the therapist is Marsh Gay Harden, who looks fierce. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that a big part of Annie's character arc was that she was a career woman, and she pretty much left it when she became a wife and a mom. Right. She, I mean, she probably met her husband through advertising. That's, yeah, but yeah. I mean, if he is that successful that he's got his partners and he's putting them in this, you know, brownstone or whatever it is that they're living in, this cool two-story, like, apartment in Manhattan... Cool. Yeah. I'll raise the kid. <laughs> yeah. I mean. <laughs> you, you, you bring in those coins. Um, okay. So Goldie is uh, a, a famous movie actress. Right. Uh, her, her character is Elise. Elliot. I was trying Elise to, Elliot. I was trying to gauge the type of success of Elise Elliott, and then I saw the Oscar. And right. I was like, oh, okay. Yes. But I guess the kind of the joke is that she won the Oscar, and then she kind of followed it up with all of the schlock. Or she started with the shock and that got her going? Sure, uh, sure, sure. It can go either the, way. At yeah. the mm-hmm. divorce proceedings, or at one of the things with like the lawyers and stuff, they were naming the fictitious movies that she was in. Yes. And Which they, I would watch any one of those, yes, I have to be honest. <laughs> they sounded like they were taking titles of real movies and kind of mix and matching Oh, see, I, used to, I think they all kind of sound like uh, Harlequin romance novels. Oh, like, yeah. Isn't that it like too, inner yeah. urges? Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. I got like... like body of something and something of yeah. evidence animal like, nature yeah. Yeah. animal nature yeah. in which he played an extremely central veterinarian <laughs> do you think that oscar was actually goldies that they used could have been it would have been, 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 been if it was mm-hmm. would have been oh. very cute and then okay and then so what does bet say what does it say oh it says i beat Merrill. <laughs> Which Jennifer Lawrence, uh, right. Jennifer Lawrence said that in her press when she won for and Soul everyone called her yeah. out on it. Everyone was <laughs> like, "She's quitting for a while." It's like come up with your own original but, stuff. Okay, Jennifer. but did people not get it, or did people call her out on it because they thought it was just not funny? Because that would suck. I if think, they were like, I think people got it. Oh, okay, uh, and okay. the interviews I got, they were like, "Oh, that was a first wise club." Reference. Okay, got it. Okay, although we only read gay press, so. Mm. <laughs> So they all isn't E News gay press? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and Entertainment Weekly is pretty much just a drag queen recap magazine now. Yeah, basically. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's all gay press. Um, and sh- and Goldie uh, Elise Elliott was married to Victor Garber, famous Victor homosexual Garber. Victor Garber. <laughs> Yes. Husband Bill. And yes. I love how Victor Garber at like the divorce proceedings and stuff just has this shit eating grin in his face the whole oh time. Oh my god. Just smirking at her. And just it's like, so hard. Mm. It's like, God, if you weren't Victor Garber, I would hate you so much. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. 
<laughs> totally that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, all right. And so the thing is, they're like a a movie producing like power couple. He produces right. the movies, she stars in them, and but her whole thing is like he'd be nothing without me. Like yeah. he's producing my movies. Right. And now he's trying to, you know, take off in this career. Use it as leverage in yeah. the divorce. Yeah. And then asking mm-hmm. un, also asking her for alimony. And and I think she her I mean really if they didn't have Elise on their side, there would be no first wives club. Because I, she is well, bankrolling I mean, this entire right. Thing. I mean, well, and she even says that at one point. She's like, "This is my life, okay? Yeah. My money, yeah, seriously." <laughs> and definitely, and, and rich, I mean, she has a point. Yeah, definitely, like a rich does. person's move of, "Don't I own that warehouse that's just vacant right now?" Yeah, <laughs> I think so. I've got that, that building. building I own downtown right. in downtown Manhattan. Yeah, the building. Yeah, although it does with like the cobblestone streets and stuff. I was like, this is probably in that in the meatpacking district, which in '96 was not fashionable mm. and probably still pretty scary. Sam Jones had yet to move in. Yeah, Samantha <laughs> Jones is not there quite mm-hmm. yet, and neither is Hedvig and the Angry Inch. Um, this is only like two years before Sex in the City. Yeah, '96, yeah. which is which is crazy. Um, but yeah, so that's their whole thing. But I think it is a genius thing that he was like. Uh, sell off the art collection and like give me half which, the money. And she's like, "All right, bitch." Which my day do- day job is at an auction house, and literally, I think of that scene uh. where she's sweeping out everything every single day. <laughs> There's I the Liechtenstein, the yeah. Lampica, the Ming vase, uh, yeah, the Faberge eggs, <laughs> not the Faberge eggs. <laughs> I have to say the um, the scheme at the auction house when Goldie's. Uh, bidding to right. get oh. Sarah Jessica Parker to bid to like goad her into bidding. Right. But then we get the secret <laughs> Bette Midler in the back bidding with the Ivana Trump wig. Yeah. I was like, yes. <laughs> Perfect. That Perfect. was great. Well, well, and then she's got uh, Gwinnella, Maggie Smith, yes. and Bronson Pinchot there to push her even to more. Go, yeah. And yeah. The, the topper at the very end is just perfect. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jackie, Jackie O oh, had one just like it. <laughs> I like, mean, <laughs> that would make me bid on something too, sure. to be honest. I was thinking, though, I was like, would that make Sarah Jessica Parker's character bid? Does she care about hmm. Jackie O? I hmm. don't know. But, but she thinks I bet that, SJP But does. she thinks yeah, that oh, other yeah, people absolutely. care about Jackie O. Sure. Because, because so, she's yeah, a social Her whole climber. thing is social yeah. climber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. Okay. Another question about hair. We were like, is Sarah Jessica Parker wearing a wig? That's a wig. I think I that's a wig. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, I know they can do wonders with, like, straightening hair, but it just didn't look like the color was weird. I'm very familiar with when they would straighten Carrie's hair in and Sex how it in the looked, City and, and it how it looked, looked like and it that. did not yeah. look like that. I think, I think it was a wig, too. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so that's uh, Elise. And then finally we have Bette Midler as... Brenda. 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 I think Brenda's my favorite character of the movie. Yeah. I mean, it's Bette. She has the best one-liners, yeah. for sure. She, yeah, she does. And were, were some of them ad-libbed? I don't know. Maybe. I think a lot of it was probably Paul. Okay. Paul yeah. Rudnick. Yeah. In, yes. his, yeah. in his rewrite. Sure. And Brenda is, I would say, a housewife, right? Yeah. And her husband, Morty, Dan Hedaya, is kind of like a furniture king. Kind of like a self-made. He's got like com- local commercials, uh, multiple stores across the tri-state area, and you know, selling, you know... Gray market home electronics. And I don't furniture. know if this is the type of lifestyle that could support a giant apartment in New York. Maybe a Which, nice house in Jersey. Of the, of the, well, of yeah. the three of them, Brenda has like 
the quaintest apartment. Right, her apartment, yeah. 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 And, and, well, and that's they make a big deal of that. Too. And Brenda's yeah. all like, you know, I'm... She's the tightest of the... I gotta get a job Financially, yeah. yeah. Well, and she works with Bronson Pinchot. Oh, yeah. that's what the relationship was. I was like, are they just friends? Is he like... Well, no, uh, yeah. gay bestie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she works for Eduardo Feliz. Okay. Eduardo Feliz. One of the worst interior decorators in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> that they trick Morty and SJP into thinking he's the best decorator exactly. in New York City. I love that. Okay, great. And she... And they have their son who's about to, you know, be bar mitzvahed and... Um, all that stuff's really cute where she, they're just like, okay, her little home life is, it's nice, but it's a I more like that of a we modest got the, I like that we got the scenes with the son. Too. Yeah. That's real sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And he wasn't like, fuck you, mom. Like, he was just like, all right. right. Like, I'll, kind of grounded. I'll try to learn Hebrew. Kind of grounded the movie a little bit of yeah. just kind of divorce on a child, too. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And so, her husband, Dana Dan. And her husband, Dana Dan, yep. who's great. And, Again, I guess SJP is just that much of a social climber that she's like, yes, Morty, <laughs> you are a very sexy man. <laughs> because, I mean, no shade to Dan Hedaya. We love you, but. <laughs> is he SJP material? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Could he compete with Aiden and Big? Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, think, uh, I think she's just using him for, you know, as a launching pad to, mm-hmm. for, these, for these. She just sees dollar signs when she sees Morty. Because yeah. the apartment that they have together, Fab. oh my god! You know, I was thinking of <laughs> that staircase. Though. I was thinking of how tacky the <laughs> house is and ruthless people. Oh it, sure, it, yeah, it's mm-hmm. very mid-century modern tacky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Post mid-century, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That staircase, I was like, I don't know, if this is up to code. Yeah, I, would, I feel like I would. Uh, it kind of sways as you're walking up my, it. Lose right. my life on right. the staircase one day. But, um, yeah, they, so they just all kind of decide that they have had it with kind of being taken advantage of and they're going to, you know, create this first wives club. We don't know what we're going to do with the club, but we're not going to, you know, we're not going to take it anymore. So this is where they kind of start scheming. And like we said, <laughs> it's a lot of it is hinging on uh, Elise and, and her cash flow. Right. right with, Which is fine. I mean, yeah. that, that's kind of a staple <laughs> yeah. of comedies. You yeah. have to have... Somebody rich to kind of yeah. support all of the shenanigans that goes on in the script. Yeah. Right. And maybe that is why they made Victor Garber kind of such a son of a bitch right yes. off the bat. Right. Yeah. So when she does start taking everything away. You're yeah. cool with that. That you're cool. You don't yeah, care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and that, was, that was another thing, too. When we first see uh, Elizabeth Berkeley, mm-hmm. I was like, I guess it's implied that he's sleeping with her. But she was just rehearsing. Yeah. I mean, and, you know. Yeah. And then they run up and do their thing. Yeah. yeah. And she, when she came in and she was just like, oh, my God, Elise, I love you. And like, <laughs> we should do this movie together and all she's that stuff. She's at the performance at the end of the movie. And she's at so, the thing yeah. at the end. Maybe they weren't. So I feel like. Maybe they're still friends. Yeah. I feel like that character, they were trying not to make it like she's this, hu- this horrible person. Right. Like, she's and, just. Yeah. A dumb young girl. Yes. Yeah. And we find out how young. Yes. <laughs> Later on. But I think with certain people, it's like, okay, they're going to get their comeuppance. Marsha Gay Harden's kind of like up her own ass with like <laughs> the therapy and all that stuff. You know, doing this stuff, which could she get her, you know, her license taken away? Maybe. I hope so. Because that shit is fucked. Pretty rotted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty rotted what she did to Diane Keaton. But, um, yeah, so I think with I think with the um, I I was thinking about that with the 
the Elizabeth Berkeley character. I was like, I think she's a little bit more innocent in all of this. Mm-hmm. I think she was just kind of hanging out with Victor Garber because he's a big shot producer. And she's just like, yeah. yeah, I need to be in these movies. I'm 16. I mean, yeah, who I'm, wouldn't? I mean, if you're trying to break into movies, yeah, yeah, sleep with a rich producer. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we, but yeah, when we go in and just start, you know, pulling out his like, oh, and then at one point when they're, I think it's when they go to the the loft and and Elizabeth Berkeley's there, and he says, "I'll sue you," and I was <laughs> I'll like, "I'll break you." Yeah. I was oh like, no, that's when uh, they're trying to steal. They steal his the Lamborghini. Car, they, yeah, yeah, his Lamborghini. But he says, "He says I'll sue you," and I was like, "Well, you are suing her. You're getting a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what divorce is. Like you're suing someone." Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, I think he's the one that's doing kind of the most shady stuff. Well, I guess it's not really that shady because they do say well, that they don't find anything bad on him. Right. Well, and uh, Bet's whole point is that he just has this great lawyer that's right. making yes. all these crazy demands. I yeah. mean, all the the character doing all of the shady illegal stuff is Dan Hedaya. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. And he is. I guess we find out what that uh, a lot of his merchandise was stolen. At some point. By, uh, from Brenda's uh, family who was in the mob. Right. I was going to say, there's like a mob connection with, yes. with that, which I love. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uncle Carmine. Uncle Carmine. Yeah. Diane Keaton's like, I love Uncle Carmine. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was... Uh, what was Diane Keaton's husband doing that was like shady. Uh, well, they didn't have shade on him, mm-hmm. but they knew how to get at him. Because, oh, well, yes. well, I mean, he was sleeping with their therapist. That's oh, pretty shady. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure, that's that's the part that we're just like. That's pretty that fucked. Guy. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. fuck that guy. No, but what they have on him is that his partners are trying to sell uh, the, their part of okay. his advertising agency. Okay. So if Annie was able to get it, they would have like controlling interest over his business. So Got basically, it. a full control over him. Okay, and so then the big the big overarching scheme is that they they sell off all of the assets mm-hmm. from Goldie's marriage at the auction right. get all this money no they sell it to Diane Keaton for a dollar yes and Diane Keaton sells it and she gets the money right and that's how she's able to pay that's how she's able to genius. buy the ad agency yes yeah. genius I love it because, yeah, at one point she says, like, oh, we sold for a very reasonable price or whatever. And then we find out it's a dollar. <laughs> and Goldie's like, here's your half. Yeah. Just, that's, I mean, that's some, like, take, Gwyneth, the, take the whole I dollar. Mean, that's some, like, that's some Gwyneth Paltrow moves right there. Right? What do you mean? Gwyneth Paltrow, the lawsuit for a dollar. Oh, yeah. The lawsuit for the dollar. The that's, whole skiing action. I love it. Yep. Perfect. Perfect. That's, that's some rich bitch shit right there. Like, I'm countersuing you for It's the principle. Dollar. Yeah. <laughs> I wish you well. I wish you well. <laughs> I mean, it's the it's the it's the Brentwood it's the Brentwood bless your heart. Did Love you it. did you read that Gwyneth is putting up uh, a guest house? I saw that today. A guest house no, on like her Hampton She's doing property. an Airbnb. Oh, and you can Airbnb it. Yeah. Yes. And she's going to come and have dinner with you. <laughs> is that part I mean, of it? Yes, yes. Oh, is it really? Yes. Oh. <laughs> is this going to be what we're going to be That's using cute. our our Patreon money for. I would love to have a cute dinner with 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 old Goopy at her like. Fuck yeah, I would in her Fuck guest yeah. house. <laughs> but is it like crazy expensive though? Is it probably? I, oh, I'm sure. I didn't look at the, at the price. I just saw it. Like it was this morning. I saw it on, yeah, on yeah, yeah, the morning yeah. news today. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, this is breaking. <laughs> breaking news. I think if you Trump's indicted and Gwyneth Paltrow, I think, and, Paltrow, I think and, and, Airbnb. 
I think that if Gwyneth found out that like three homosexuals had bid on this and yeah, like got yeah. like gotten this Airbnb and is having dinner, I think she would be like, hell yeah. She'd make it yes. a really cute dinner. I yeah. think that I think she would go all out. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm in. Do we get free vagina candles? <laughs> I mean, I take them. I think that those need to be thrown in. Mm-hmm. I would negotiate for a free vagina candle. But you know, I want whatever bullshit gym bag is on for sure. Yeah, on the yeah you would definitely steal yeah. the shampoos and stuff from that Airbnb <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, all right, screw screw the gay cruise. We're going to Gwyneth's. <laughs> <laughs> we're putting our we're putting our vacation fund towards the Hamptons. I think it's in the Hamptons. I don't know. Yes, the picture looked very Hamptons esque yes. from what I saw. But yeah. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> uh, I can I can talk about visiting Gwyneth Paltrow's Hamptons guest, and it's a guest house too. Yeah, but I mean a guest house owned by Gwyneth. It's probably I mean, like it's I take it. Pretty fab. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I can make that work. So, yeah. kind of, what are make, the elements of this movie that kind of cement it as a gay camp classic? I guess maybe the not three camp, of but I mean, yeah, it's it's the three of them. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Well, and it's. Women getting back at dick dudes. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you see a cat fight throwing golden globes in this movie. <laughs> it's like, is that just not something that I mean, a gay man wrote? <laughs> <laughs> like hurtling your golden globe. Okay, so if you were going to throw something at someone, you're going to want to pick up either the Emmy because it's spiky. Because it's spiky. Because it's yeah. spiky. I thought of that too. I or, know. I mean, the Golden Globe the, does have, the Emmy like... looks heavy. It'd be hard to throw that at somebody. Yeah. You'd have to use two hands. You want to... I mean, if something goes wrong with that Emmy, you... That is murder. Yeah. That Emmy is, yeah. like, two knives going yeah. straight if, at you're gonna get, If that gets it, like, at somebody's eye yes, or something... You're going to yeah. give them yes. a good bruise with the, the Golden wings, Globe. If yeah, they, the, oh my you, God. you could lose an eye with that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The Emmy, I feel like the Emmy's off the table. It is too dangerous. That's like just throwing an axe at someone. So I think you go Golden Globe, which they're heavy. It's got the big blunt globe at the end. Right. The ball. <laughs> you yeah. could also, I mean, kill somebody with the marble base of the mar- Yeah, they right. drill the marble. I can't, yeah. For that, I think you'd have to like candlestick and clue it. You know, ah, where you actually yeah. hit, hit, hit them, them with it yeah. rather than just And I can't remember them. if at this time, because they did a remodel of the trophy in the 2000s. I can't remember if they made it hmm. a circular or or the square base, but they remodeled it a little bit. Oh, I don't remember. Interesting. I want to say this was the back only ones when it I've was ever square. seen have still been square. Okay, okay. a yeah. square pedestal. Um, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and, and it's a little taller now, isn't yep. it? Yeah. yeah. The uh, the Oscar that Bette Midler's holding, if it is Goldies, it, I bet it's real. It probably could be, but yeah. I was thinking it looks small. I was like, that looks kind of flimsy. But maybe they, the base might have been smaller at the time when she got it. When was Cactus Flower? 1970s? 1969. Oh, my goodness gracious. So she would have won it in 70. Yeah. 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 So that was a long time ago. Yeah. So maybe they were a little smaller then. Is it filled with chocolate? (laughs) (laughs) But I was like, you know, Bette Midler's the only one that doesn't have an Oscar. I know, scandalously. (laughs) She's gotten close. Sure. For the boys. And of the three of them, uh, Bette's the only one with the Tony. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Sure. And, and she probably has a handful of Grammys. Tons. I would imagine, yeah. you know. So, who who of them have do? Who of them have Emmys? Probably a bet. Bet. Oh, bet has bet has I'm an Emmy. I'm sure bet oh, wow. has an Emmy somewhere. I, I should have gotten these stacks. Yeah. That's probably these only an Oscar I'm pretty sure away from Anita. Yep. Then, yeah, no, wow. that's 
been said about Bette Midler. Okay. That she's only the Oscar away from Minnie got. Oh, yeah. she can get an Oscar for something. It's Bette Midler. Come on. Well, uh, in an interview, <laughs> she was really sad. She was like, I've just accepted that it's not going to happen. I know. And I'm like, <laughs> what, are, what are both her Oscar nominations? It's for The Boys and The Rose. The Rose. The Rose. Yep. Yeah. Probably she got the closest for The Rose. Probably. Who won that year? Sally. <gasps> I read that she, that Bet was trying to get Sally Field for the Diane Keaton role. Yes, uh, uh, I, I, don't see, Be- I don't think I don't think Bet wanted Sally. her for the. Oh, it was it Goldie? Goldie, because okay. Goldie and Sally are friends. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I could sure, see sure. Sally as a Diane Keaton role. I, I could see, too. Like yeah. I said, I think that you could plug in a lot of different actresses in that role, and yeah. it would and it and it would have worked. Okay, all right. And I mean, now Sally's like. Sally's in like eighty for Brady. You know what? Though? She's embraced the book we, we, club era. We watched eighty. We watched eighty for Brady. Old lady cinema. Old lady cinema. Yep. Book, book club cinema. And she, her character did mention a couple of times. I'm not actually eighty. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, all right, you better work, Sally Field, because you're not. You're not eighty. <laughs> so <laughs> that that was good. But yeah, I think Sally definitely. Sally's funny. She could do funny. Yeah, she could do for drama. sure. So that yeah, that would. I mean, God worked. knows she can be. Neurotic, soap dish. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Oh, soap dish. We haven't watched that one in a while. Aww. That one's one that we never really revisit enough. Like How can you? <laughs> I mean, we've covered it on the show. Yeah, we covered it on the we, show, but I feel like there are movies the that we just, every now and then, we'll just yep. put them on, and we never really think, like, let's just watch soap dish. So There's good. a screening of it coming up. Oh, I love that. Where is it? I want to say it's on the Cinematech calendar. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool, cool. Love that. Um. All right. So, Thro- oh, you, throwing the awards. Throw, <laughs> yeah, you're talking about the, just the script and just like yeah, <laughs> a a bitch fight throwing Golden Globes. Yeah, it's it's pretty great. Um, there, I like that there. That famously, this movie has like a semi, not semi. I mean, it has a musical element to it. Right? Oh, sure. And the big like it ends with the big. A, yeah, there was a successful stage adaptation of this, right? I don't know how successful oh. it was. But uh, there, there was. A I mean, R- retool that shit for Broadway over and over and over. Put uh, it back uh, on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, if they're gonna do bet mid. Bet movies as musicals. Where is Beaches the musical? Oh my god! I, you know what I would do is I would go to see the show that Bette Midler's character was in. Oh, industry. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. In Beaches, I want to go see that. I'll just go watch that because I love that that was on the soundtrack. <laughs> my stepmother had the Beaches soundtrack on CD, and we had just gotten a CD player. We had a five disc CD changer, and they got the Beaches soundtrack and the Best of Fleetwood Mac. Oh, when I tell you, I would just like lay on the couch and oh yeah, at my dad's house and just like let this adult contemporary music wash over me. And the fact that O Industry full three minute song was on the <laughs> Beaches soundtrack, I was like in love. Also, the Auto Titsling was on there. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, me and my like 10, 11 year old self was just like, work, Bette Midler. <laughs> Love it. This movie has the film debut of Timothy Oliphant. Really? Oh, I think it was right. his first movie. And this came out the year before Scream 2. Interesting. I mean, I feel like Scream 2 kind of introduced all of us to, sure. to Timothy Oliphant. But okay. how do you like that? Timothy Oliphant. Screen debut. Wow. He was looking very cute. In mm-hmm. this. I was like, okay. Hair looked very like 90s. 25. His hair looked very and, very and 90s. And his character was, he was a hot shot director that sure. yeah. 
was he just meeting with Goldie for a role? Yeah. He was meeting her for a role that she wanted, and she found out that he wanted her as the mother That's of it. the lead. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I think he was... Monique's mother. Monique's mother. But I think he was kind of offering her something that she might have wanted to think about. You know? Well, she did. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah right. Yeah. She yeah. did c- come around to it. But I think that he was like, it's going to be stripped down. And I mean, he was being not as tactful as he could have been <laughs> in explaining it. <laughs> Because he was saying like grotesque, yes, bring out every wrinkle, every crack, (laughs) crag. Yeah, I mean, it could have gotten the second Oscar. But that's what I'm I'm saying. For a glamorous actress to do the monster Charlize Theron bit, you know, we know that that kind of like that wins the awards. You know, maybe if they do a sequel, they'll yeah, they'll find out that Betty did. That Goldie did yeah. take the role and won her second Oscar. Yeah, there you go. Max, Maxine's mother, Monique's 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 mother. Yeah, I love it. But yeah, I was like, I think you should consider this. Uh, you know, because I, I like where he's going with it. He's 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 not saying it right, but I think that's something that Hollywood would kind of say, like, well, what he's an what a brave director. choice. Yes, yes. You know, so brave of of uh, Elise. Yes. Uh, well, so brave of Elise to like strip down. Hollywood loves that shit. So it's like she if she would have thought about it that way, which ultimately I think, you know, like we say, she does and and um but yeah, Timothy Oliphant was looking very very cute as a hotshot mm-hmm. director. Yeah. What do we think of Sarah Jessica Parker's performance? Performance. It's cute. It's funny. Cute. Yeah. Sarah can do this type of role well. Yes. New well, York social uh, want to be new york socialite and but kind of a dummy too right yep yeah so this is the perfect cross between hocus pocus and sex in the city okay like, yeah, yeah. yeah i really love her in la story with steve martin where mm. she plays a ditz and but she's playing a very la like new age ditz right i like the new york social climber aspect of it mm. um am i making things up when i feel like she was doing who is in the women? The women is. Uh, are, are, are you talking about the remake? Yeah, the the Dying English remake. Yeah. I mean, that's like Meg Ryan. Yeah, that's Annette not her. Benning. She's too. She would have been too old for that. Yeah. But I was like, oh, weren't there kind of characters that were like the young, sexy girls in that? Well, that's like, like Eva Mendes. That's the Eva Mendes. Eva Mendes. Oh, yeah. Eva Mendes Crystal is, Allen. Yeah. Eva Mendes is playing the Joan Crawford character. Right. Ah. Okay. That's the I thing about I'm the thinking, women. I think I'm thinking I, of First Wives Club. I can't stand that remake. Uh, I was going to say, The Women is not a great movie, but I do give it to that movie that the casting is very interesting. We talked about that Uh, on our The Women, we did The Old Women, and that I think the casting kind of works for all of those roles. The classic is one of my favorite, favorite movies of all time. It's so so good. yeah, you're asking the wrong not a lot of people. <laughs> not a lot of people talk about the remake, though. No, for good reason. Yeah. Though, <laughs> though, I did have to go and see it and see it in theaters and everything. Sure. You know. I like Debbie Mazar as the nail girl. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Does she say Jungle Red? I like Cloris Leachman. Yeah, Cloris Leachman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, I, I haven't watched it all the way through. I think I've just like talked about it's, it with you. Yeah, it's you're pretty like, bad. Don't bother. <laughs> it's kind of laborious. Not great. <laughs> okay, but there's no men in the whole movie. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. you're like yeah, that's the whole gag. <laughs> um, yeah, Sarah Jessica Parker, I think is is it's a fun character. It's supposed I think to that be. They like, make the yeah. character just awful enough yes. that they don't quite take her to a place where it's really unlikable. Right. Yeah. 
And I think that just when you get, I think that you get that with Sarah is that I think that Sarah is just naturally such a charismatic person mm-hmm. that she can make a character like that land. I mean, she's just trying to find a rich husband. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Um, and I mean, she does make some remarks to Brenda about her weight. Yes. That's no. pretty ugly. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty ugly. Um, but oh yeah. And she's pretty ugly with, uh, Morty at the end. Yes. Yeah. 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 And the, I'm sorry, $300,000 for an auction Lamborghini. It's like, you know, that's, I mean, granted, we know it did belong to Victor Garber, but it's like a Lamborghini at an auction. That's a drug Lamborghini. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and you're paying $300 for a drug Lamborghini. You're going to be getting the owner. 300000 I mean. Chasing you down the street. Yeah. <laughs> like in the bad. Simpsons episode yeah. where, you, where they get the, where yeah. they get the car from the auction. And she's like, yep. it was only 300000 I was like, what? It was a gift. It was a gift to you. He's like, with my money. And that's when we're just like, how much, how many stores does Morty have? Yeah. That's what I'm saying is that he, he's doing pretty well for him. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like I mean, Macy's I could, and Morty's. I yeah. can see this affording a great lifestyle in Long Island. Yeah. Yeah. A beautiful house in Long Island. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But like, I'll, but, and, and granted, he was giving her hell for buying all this for stuff. For sure. You know. $40,000 for a used rug. <laughs> $50,000 for a plate. A plate. Uh, but it's Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? And um, <laughs> working in the auction world, this shit happens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I do like that because they went so hard on Brenda's kind of like dressing her down at the beginning. Right. That I was just like, oh man, Bat Midler is looking rough. I but like for I the like brown hair though. No, 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 yeah, the hair looks good. Although it, it is a little matronly. I feel like for forty five, it's like yeah, she has a kid, but he's only twelve. He's only going right. to be thirteen. The hair was good. She was giving me the the most like you look like you're in your fifties, lady. Yeah. Diane Keaton as well. I was like you, you look like you're in your fifties. But I do like that. She was like, "Oh, look at this! Look, I fit into this. I fit right. into this outfit now." Yeah. Like, and they didn't give her the classic Bette because this happens to Bette Midler a lot. Her weight is often a character note, right? In movies. Which I don't get why. But. Why she's completely <laughs> like yeah. a tiny little tiny person. <laughs> like she's in no way like heavy or overweight or anything, but in everything, even in even in big business where it's not mm-hmm. really that much of a character note. She has an argument with uh, a sales girl in the right. store, just like over the size of the dress. Very well. Bring me a nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's nice that they didn't have like a, a montage of her, like on the treadmill. Right. It, all of a sudden one day she was just like, look, I fit into this now. Well, And, and she even is like, because she gives uh, Goldie a little slack, like mm-hmm. at least you cl- climb and you climb and you don't get anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Aren't you frustrated? Yeah. I come up with my best ideas when I'm exercising. It's like, all right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That is funny. You climb and you climb, you don't get anywhere. Very, very Sisyphus. I wonder what the dynamic was with all of these three on set. You I just want to just I just want to overhear a conversation. You know, at like craft service. Well, you know. Sc- do you as, think as much as I love Bette Midler, you know there is the there is the famous 
outrageous fortune kind of like sure. Shelley Long, Shelley Long yep. kind of two very strong personalities that didn't get along. I was going to different. I was going to say yes, Shelley Long yeah. does have a reputation for being a little... Shelley Long is very classic type A. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, they're pretty much their characters from Outrageous Fortune. Yeah, right. right. That's why that movie <laughs> right. works. Right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I mean, I think there are things in the IMDb trivia about this. I think I read something that Bronson Pinchot said in, a, in an interview later on that Bette Midler wasn't the nicest person to work with on the set. I mean, which is unfortunate. But, which is yeah. unfortunate. I mean, I all I've ever read and seen of Goldie is that she's like this right. ball of sunshine. Right. Yes, so. right. I think yeah, and and Diane Keaton, I think is just like maybe she's a little kooky, but I can't. Yeah, see her and being I think like, Diane isn't like an engager. I think she probably just I, finished yes. her take and went back to her yep. dressing room. Yeah, you know. I mean that's definitely how Diane does press for all of this. For sure, we were watching the Oprah interview that was the first Wise Club. They're on Oprah, and you could just kind of tell with Diane Keaton of that she's like. Uh, get this over with. <laughs> but that's how kind of Diane does all would, of her press. Right, she would too. laugh. She would laugh at their little anecdotes, but she had something a little look in her eye that was like these two. And <laughs> and it also didn't help that Bet looks like she's on a she's on at like ten in that interview. Yeah, she it was. was. It was the blonde Bet. Yep, it was. Yeah, yeah very yeah. blonde, very blonde Bet. Yeah. <laughs> Nine, the, yeah, ninety-seven. But yeah, so it, it does seem like it. I feel like Goldie might have been a little bit more of like calming, kind of. Just she's yes, Buddhist. she's kind of. Yeah, I think that yeah. she gets along with both of them pretty equally, and yeah. she can kind of moderate it. I mean, we all saw this during the ninety-seven Academy Awards when they're presenting yes. best original song to Andrew Lloyd Webber, and you get the famous uh, Barbara Streisand. Streisand or Streisand. <laughs> it's Streisand. Miss <laughs> Hong, a former Oscar winner herself, will kindly recite. Thank you. From up close and personal, because you love me, music and lyric by Diane Warren. From one fine day, for the first time, music and lyric by James Newton Howard, Judd J. Friedman, and Alan Dennis Rich. From the mirror has two faces. I finally found someone. Oh, I love that. Uh, music and lyric by Barbara Streisand, Marvin Harris Streisand. God, I've known her for 25 years. Barbara Streisand, Marvin Hamlish, Brian Adams, and Robert Mutt Lang. I think I know Mutt. Too. And then, okay. Sand, like sand, sand. on the beach. <laughs> But just classic bet to, but to correct her mid, like as she as she's as and she's it's presenting. Kind of awkward and it's kind of tense. Yeah, because Goldie's like, I've known her for twenty five years. <laughs> I think I know how but to pronounce. But that is that type of woman that will call you out as you're as you're presenting. Of course, like <laughs> as you're midway through. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and of course, Goldie is like sweet the whole time she's like yeah oh and from the mirror has two faces oh i love that yeah song. i love that <laughs> that's the best when she stops and just like i love this <laughs> goldie, is, goldie is like that classic presenter of that whenever you see her at like the golden globes or something um give me like a movie title like from the 90s uh beaches that's the 80s that's the 80s uh <laughs> no from like uh the english 
patient. patient. Right. Oh, oh of okay. just sort of Jerry Maguire. Uh, just kind of like that. Emphasis. Just that cadence of, of sure. presenting. Well, mm-hmm. you know, I feel... Well, or my favorite is uh, when she... Uh, I forget what year it was, but it was the year of 12 Years a Slave. And she's like, 12 Years a Slave. That's it. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, that, uh, it, it's that type of style. So to me, I've always gotten when she does, not press, but like award shows, things like that. She's still giving laughing, tattooed lady, like, oh, yeah. Like, ditzy <laughs> kind of airhead, like, that she's still giving that, like, that's that's my persona. I'm just the like giggly like, and it's fine. It's it's cute. It's it's goldy. I love it. Right. There is an interview, and I don't know if on if it's on YouTube, but I'll never forget it. And it's Goldie Hawn, and it's on and it's the Arsenio Hall show, and she's sitting down, and Arsenio is asking her questions, and he's like, Goldie, that is such an interesting name, Goldie. Have you always been Goldie? <laughs> And she goes into this whole thing of just like, you know, about like, she's just always been me and this is my personality and I've always been a bubbly person and I just love everybody and I love the universe and, and I'm just Goldie and that's just who I am and, I'll, and I can just not be me. And he's like, oh, girl, I meant your name. Like, did your mom name you Goldie? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, is that her real name? That was the question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she took it as like, what have kind you of, always been golden? What kind of tree would you be? <laughs> and like, are you always this? Are you always the sunny and golden? He meant, have you yep. always been you? But or she took it as that. But his question was, what the hell kind of name is Goldie? Which is like, all right, Arsenio, right? <laughs> <laughs> and the audience laughed and laughed, and she laughed. She thought it was the funniest thing. And, I was a big Arsenio Hall watcher in the 90s. And I wonder if it's on YouTube. We'll have to look it up. But I always thought that that was the funniest thing. Because it's so her. Just like, right. oh, I don't know. And just like going off and answering a Goldie, um Goldie is, is her real name? Yeah, she was born. Yeah. Oh, okay. Goldie Jean Hahn. All right. I love it. I love it. And now she's Mrs. Claus. <laughs> I mean, bitch, this whole like Kurt Russell situation that she's got going on, work. Yeah. I mean, they're treasures. <laughs> it's like, how could you not be like the model couple for every we would, other person in the world? We should be so lucky to and have it's like, a relationship well, you do like have those each other. two. Whether, yep. whether or not they are actually married and this is all just a ruse mm. and tax purposes, and who, who cares? They're Kurt and Goldie. They're making it work. You know, like, oh, love it. Love it. Love it. Love Kate. Love Oliver. You know, we watched on <laughs> love TCM a few months ago. <laughs> Uh, uh, the Jonathan Demi movie that they oh, first yes. made with each other, yes. Swing Shift. Swing Shift. I had never heard of it. Yeah, yeah. I got home from work late, so and they're I noticed so young and so that I was like, "What is this Kurt and Goldie movie yeah. on TCM? I've <laughs> never heard of this movie." Yeah. And then I was like reading up about it. Of that, apparently, the studio took the cut away from Jonathan Demi, and he doesn't really like talk about it. Right. Like he wasn't really That's all that. Basically, he all it's remembered for is he wasn't yeah. really brought, all that all that proud of it. Yeah, sure, sure. But yeah, it's the movie that they fell in love on, oh, no. and it's a World War II movie. She's like a Rosie the Riveter, right? And she's working in a factory building airplanes with Kurt. I told you that my mother, when she was a teenager, was on "It's a Small World" at Disneyland, and she looked behind her, and Kurt Russell was sitting behind her in the boat. <sighs> and she's probably relatively close a in age, a couple years younger than him. Yeah. Yeah. To Kurt, too, yeah. yeah. She mm-hmm. said she was, like, in junior high school, and she turned around and was like, 
<laughs> he would have been a really cute. Yeah. He would have been a really cute boy. Yes, young teenage Kurt Russell, get out of here. Love it. Supposedly the last words that Walt Disney ever said. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. <laughs> or he you wrote it, hear that. Or he wrote yep. his name down or something. Like very, very rosebud. Very like <laughs> Citizen Kane. Russell. Right, Kurt Russell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think he fulfilled whatever prophecy that was. He's they're they're American treasures. The two of them. <laughs> but yeah, I I I don't know how much I subscribe to like Bette Midler being a diva or rubbing, rubbing people the wrong way, but they all seem cool together. They they did the Oprah interview. Yeah. They, yeah. You know, I think they both said. I think all three have said they're open to a sequel. Yes. Well, we have to talk about the sequel. Okay. That, I feel like Let's the sequel has it. been talked about ever since the nineties, and I was kind of reading some. Is it the studio that's just like hell no? I mean, that's kind of the thing is that this movie was a kind of a sleeper success. It, it, opened, it opened with a Bruce Willis movie the same weekend in September, Last Man Standing, and it okay. stayed at number one for three, three, consecutive, three consecutive weeks wow. and stayed in the top five for a total of six weeks. And it ended up getting like $105 million domestically. Wow. And I feel like the studio kind of wrote it off as a fluke. Yep, and I think a big thing was because this at was the pre-book, time, club. Uh, pre-book, yeah, club yeah, pre-book club. Is that on. they didn't want to pay Goldie, Bet, and Diane probably what they were asking I of that, that mm-hmm. if they were if they were men they would be getting it, and I think that Bet has said that in press of that if yeah. we were guys uh, yeah, we would be right. getting that amount. Mm-hmm. I believe it. I believe it. Yeah, they so could have gotten like fifteen. I think that ideas have been developing. I want to say in around like 2018 there was some press that they were going to be doing it has goldie hunt ever done a sequel oh my god i mean i'm still holding out for the the banger sisters too well she's in the <laughs> she's in the christmas chronicles too but she wasn't oh. in the first one well yeah. mm-hmm. she was a cameo at the very end no yeah. she wasn't even in it no she was at the very end oh okay because i remember when first watching it and you're like i bet if goldie <laughs> is not at the end of this movie as, as Mrs. Mrs. Claus, <laughs> I'm going to be so fucking Netflix. pissed that I watched this entire movie. And yeah, I, I think that she was. Okay. And I think that it's a movie that there has been passes of the script, and I just think that wow. maybe they're just not great, or all three of them can't really agree on elements of the story. Right. I know that uh, Paul Rudnick wrote... I mean, what is the story of the sequel going to be 25 years later? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I mean, maybe their business is failing. Uh, Okay. The the women's counseling business that they... So here's the quote from Bette Midler that she, when she was doing press for something, I used to lobby for First Wives Club 2, but there were too many political reasons that they didn't want to do that again, and it always broke my heart. I really felt that... It was a serious diss because when they when women have hits, it's a fluke. But when men have hits, isn't isn't it great? At least, I mean, that's ha- what they told us on First Wives. I mean, yep. how many Expendables movies are we at at this point? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Paul Rudnick allegedly wrote a screenplay in the mid two thousands called Amazon Ladies of the Amazon, where the trio attempts to sell beauty products to indigenous people in South America. What? Maybe it's for the best no, that that script no. did not get made. Yeah. Why would yep. they, that is, that but yeah, I think insane. that Paul Rudnick turned in a crazy script and it didn't go anywhere. Yeah. That sounds How, insane to me. Who wouldn't want to make that movie? 
<laughs> I mean, I, I'm down for a sequel, but beauty products, they don't even, that's not even part of no. what this, no, that's completely out of left field. And I think it, it was Goldie Hawn when she was talking about the salary dispute mm-hmm. of that the studio just didn't want to pay him. Right. What right. they were, what they were wanting. Yeah. I, I think now, if it ever were to get off the ground, it's going to be that book club cinema kind of thing. It's yes. Like, even, which, which I, I take it. <laughs> I take it for yep. sure. Yeah. And I, it can't be any see, worse of those movies. No. Yep. Yeah. And I kind of see this as a precursor to, Oh, absolutely. Cinema. Yeah, for sure. for sure. I mean, these weren't women in like the, the second act of their lives. I mean, no. they were still at the top of their game. I mean, Bet would have been coming off of a Best Actress nomination in the early 90s. Goldie had done a string of studio comedies like House Sitter. And Death Becomes Death Her. Death Becomes Her. And Diane Keaton had always... I mean, <laughs> this is the same year that Diane Keaton got like a Best Actress nomination. So they were both... All three of them were kind of at the top of their game yeah. at the time. Yeah. Which is why it shouldn't be such a fluke that this movie was a hit. Yeah. Right, right, right. Because they, they were all strong enough to carry movies on their own. And it's like, so obviously together this is going to work. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. When there are so many <laughs> Expendables movies. <laughs> and Fast and the Furious. I mean, I would just watch a movie of all three of these women just going on vacation. <laughs> that you don't even need to brand it as sure. like a revenge comedy. Isn't anymore. that book club too? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah. Which I'd watch. We watched 80 for Brady and we're charmed. Oh, it was pretty much like an episode of the Golden Girls. I loved it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we love all these women yeah. so damn yeah. much. Yeah. That, yeah. I, yeah. That's why they keep making them and that's why yeah. we keep watching them. I mean, isn't Rita Moreno actually 90? Yes. <laughs> and she looked just as good as any, any of them in that movie. And she, you know, still spry out there. And especially the, like these three are not even close to. To that age yet. Yeah, so they're all like in their mid-70s 70s, now? yeah. 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 Uh, I don't know. And they're still, like, they're still all pretty much working consistently. What was that body switch movie Diane Keaton was just in? Oh, with Simon Rex. Hmm. Was it with Simon Rex? It was with Simon Rex. Or the Pom Pom movie. Palms. Oh, she was yeah. in Palms. Yes. That one was pretty bad, I have to say. <laughs> yeah, that one was not and that was, Which is kind of shocking of that. How can a movie like Palms get made but the first wives club two sequel yeah right yeah Yeah. maybe we just get the three of them together but it's not a first wives club sequel sure like a a fish called wanda situation yeah i'd love that i mean i feel like ideally that's probably what has to happen yeah is just just another movie with the three of them yeah that'd be cool i think that would have and the thing is that that like this shit has built-in audience all all the people that watch us when they were young and fell in love with it are now the people that are like their age, spending oh, sure. money, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and spending money on going to the movies, right, you know? and like, going through divorces, yeah, and shit. yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. So it's like use use all that that you have that's built into this movie already, like the the nostalgia, the and you could even bring back some of the secondary cast. I mean, oh, yeah. SJ, SJP would probably be down. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Berkley, Berkley would probably be down. Yeah. Victor mm-hmm. Garber would probably be down. Yeah, yeah. Victor Maggie Garber Smith would probably be down. Victor Garber came out as a late in life homosexual. His character in the movie. <laughs> uh, there's a plot line. There's a plot line. 
A gay movie producer? Yeah. What? <laughs> what? Isn't that what Fran's uh, second sitcom was about? The happily divorced? Yeah. yeah. That was like their was her, like, on, true story. Yeah. Yeah. With their husband. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Ooh, that's crazy. Oh, Fran. Oh, Fran. <laughs> Go, girl. I mean, she's, she's like, like, she's leading the revolution. Yeah. Right. She's I mean, she's like, there. she's at the she gates. Like, of, run for president. She's like point. at the gates of Paramount. When we first heard that she was running for SAG mm-hmm. president, we were like, work, Fran. We're, we're going to try to join I, SAG just and, a little bit. And do you remember who <laughs> she ran against? It was Matthew Modine. Yes. Yeah. Which, um, it was a contentious race, app, wasn't yeah. it? Most yeah. of my actor friends were Team Matthew. Yeah. And sure. I think until, until Fran announced the strike, people were still Team Matthew. So. Oh, wow. But I think Fran really redeemed she herself. She bounced back from sure. the Kardashian yes. photo very yes. well. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, she, and she said it was purely a work thing. Yes. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, I do remember that it was a very contentious race. And then even some, like, nanny co-stars were just like, mm. we're Team Matthew. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, it's like you got to do what you got to do for work. And they're also unified now. That, right. You know, right, right, right. Which right. is wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. We, we, stand with, we stand with the strike, unlike other CW uh, superheroes that, mm-hmm. <laughs> that may not be. Although by the time this episode comes out, Nobody's even going to remember yeah. <laughs> that that happened. Okay, so we had not seen this movie, but <laughs> whenever we would go to quads in Palm Springs, we would always see this. So I, I mean, it's just a pop cultural yeah. moment. Yeah. So I feel know. like yeah. I, I always yeah. just yeah. knew this Leslie Gore song yeah. of You Don't Know Me, right? You own, don't me. own Me. You Don't Own Me. You don't own me. That I always kind of associate it with the first Quiet's Club. Yeah. And I never so you hadn't seen, seen the, movie. the movie, but you knew that yep. number. Yeah. Yep. Got and it. I, yeah. And I knew the At number. least you guys knew that. Okay. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Okay, we good, did, good, yeah. Good. We knew the number. And I always had, okay. So their costuming in the number, too, I love because. It's so true to character. Yeah. And, and so true to actress, too. Yes. Yes. It's very true to the, not only the character, but to all of them. And especially because I hadn't seen the movie, I was like, yeah, these, these looks work. But I did feel like. Again, Bette Midler's look is the most mom-ish, the most matronly of them all. She's got like a, I don't know, it's kind of like a, just a circle skirt with like a suit coat. Right. But Diane's wearing a skirt, but hers is a little bit more like... Up. Yeah. yeah. More like a pencil skirt. And a little snugger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then Goldie's got the like white leather pants. Right. <laughs> Which, she can work. Yeah. I'm yeah. a Kinsey Six, but wow. <laughs> but no, she looks great. Like, okay. Uh, but I was like, all right, she gets to have these like cool leather, tight leather pants, but very Goldie again. Very is it very Banger Sisters? <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, Do you notice the change in the shoes? No, no. <laughs> Did they give them flats? <laughs> a- Just because they're they're kind of like Goldie. They're kind of uh, dancing so, around. So, well, no. So as they're walking out, yeah, 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 yeah. You don't own me. You don't own me. You don't own me. When they walk out, mm-hmm. like onto the concrete, yeah, sure. Because Gold- okay, they get yeah. their coats and then they leave right, the right. And Goldie's wearing uh, easier to walk in shoes. Ah, uh, okay, sure. There's cobblestones on those streets. I called right. it out. Yep. <laughs> I mean, of course, of course. We don't want Goldie to sprain an ankle or no. anything. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, she's a dancer. I mean, she probably could have handled it. She's a dancer, but right, yeah. right. better safe than sorry. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's funny. No, we didn't. We didn't notice that. We'll have to. We'll have to look out for that one. We love. We love Gaff Squad <laughs> moments. <laughs> but yeah, that's def- that song is definitely at uh, at Quads at the video bar at the Showtunes video bar. That one does yeah. come on a lot. But I, I think even without that, it's just a 
it's just a pop culture moment. I think people yes. just know yeah. that there's all singing, all dancing for Swives Club. Probably a really fun scene to see in the theater at, I at bet. the time. I like bet. a packed well, audience. Yeah. Depending on <laughs> depending a, yeah. on the audience. A packed audience of homosexuals. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you. But you know, it's like Bat Midler, obviously, singer. We love to see it. We love to hear her sing in, in anything. Give her give her a, a, a musical number in any movie that's not a musical. I'm here for it. But I was like, all right, Goldie. Yeah. Work. She, well, yeah. yeah. That sounds like I mean, she did, she <laughs> did a special with Liza yeah. in yeah. the yeah. 70s. Did she, sing it all on, did she sing it all on Laugh-In? I think I'm a little bit. That, yeah, that, yeah. that she probably sang a yeah, little bit sang, on that. Yeah, she sang on the Dean Martin show. Yeah. With, okay. With I mean, Goldie yeah. is just that yeah. last generation of the actresses that yeah. you had the to do it for sure. Yeah. You had sure. to sing, yeah. sing, dance, and act. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And she can. Yeah. Yeah. There's the, they don't have they don't have to do that anymore. And when they do, it's like, oh my god, wow, whoa, Ryan oh my god, Emma Stone, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Oscar, yeah. <laughs> And oh, Diane Keaton is also there. I think <laughs> that <laughs> who can sing too? I mean, not like yeah, I'm just kind of Goldie, going yeah. into if La La Land was made in like the 70s, Goldie Hawn would have knocked that role. Out. <laughs> right. Well, you yeah. know, have you guys seen the Goldie uh, and Liza special? It's I've, on YouTube. I've seen bits of it. On, oh, I like, need to watch it. TikTok. Yeah. Oh, I want to. I want to listen to you're a like, conversation yeah. with those like, two. How did these two not make Chicago? Oh my god. Sure. That's what Chicago oh should have been. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Go- I mean Chicago Goldie was one of those actresses for decades as they were developing Chicago that Goldie was always on the list. Yes. And clearly you're gonna get Liza there just because right. you're gonna get well, it was the Bob, Liza. Like, I mean, like the Bob Fosse yeah. is gonna put her in that conversation. But yeah. Yeah. Roxy and Velma with with Goldie and Liza. I think that special well, that special actually ends with um oh. with all that jazz. Okay. Yeah. So I think that was actually kind of a little campaign. I was going to say it yeah. might have been like a showcase. I think it was. Like, I think that's exactly what it was. Well, and it, when you watch it, it's like, yes, this should have been Chicago. <laughs> what year was this then? 78, 80. So it would have been like 54 Liza. Yes. Even better. 54 era. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Like right after New York, New York, my favorite yep. movie. Yeah. And uh, Goldie uh, Foul Play era. Yes. It's yeah. 1980. Yeah. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. Goldie and Liza together. <laughs> like I love that. Ecstasy. Yeah. 49 minute YouTube video. So the whole thing is on yep. YouTube. There were, pro- there were commercials. It was on television. So that's the whole thing. We will be watching that later this evening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ecstasy. Absolutely. I feel bad for giving this movie a hard time of <laughs> that. I do see the development problems with the script. I do think yeah. it works yeah. of that. I think all three yeah. of them are really good in this movie and it does kind of elevate it that right. you can look past the story it, problems. It's the Meryl it. Streep thing. Yeah. It's amazing actress in inferior material that sure. makes it sure. really good material. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And I, uh, watching it for the first time, I wasn't just like, I don't even know what's happening right now. Like you get it. No, you get, you it. get it. Yeah. Get right. It's not like, what? It's, it's a pretty simple story. Yeah. Yeah, because there are some movies that I'm watching and I'm just like, "What the shit?" Where? How I mean, there's definitely here? some good laughs in it. Like, oh, yeah, like when they're like when they're in the window washer thing going down. And yeah, definitely good laughs. I rem- I remember all that from the marketing. I remember the TV spots. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. It's 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 funny. It's good. Yeah, loved it. Mm-hmm. I'm I definitely should have not have waited this long to see it. <laughs> I don't know. Like why. I mentioned, it was always one of those movies that I was meaning to get to. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I was mean to get to this movie for a good 25 years. Totally. Well, cross it off the list. Mm. <laughs> it was definitely one of the ones that made me gay. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. And I mean, like I said, we are, we're Bette Midler-like fans in this house. We're Golden I Han was trying fans, to count like the number love. of Bette Midler movies that we've done on the show. Pete, do you want to take a stab I mean, at it? I don't even know. I know we did Hocus Pocus. I know we did Big Business. I know we did Outrageous Fortune, so that's three. Um, Ruthless People. Oh, we did do Ruthless People. That's So we got them all. Outrageous Fortune, Ruthless People, Hocus Pocus, First Wives Club, and Big Business. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this is the fifth one, fifth Bette Midler movie that we did. Wow. I love that. We'll probably do another one. Goldie, you've just done this and Death Becomes Her? Death Becomes Her and Overboard. Overboard. Mm -hmm. Overboard was like episode two. Duh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it sure was. Yeah. Yeah, love it. And we recently did Family Stone. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Very con- the very contentious Family Stone episode. <laughs> and you know what's... I mean, both Goldie and Bet did not have the career trajectory that Diane Keaton had. That Diane Keaton had the awardsy moment in the mid-2000s. Yeah. With, That's true. With something's got to give. That's true. Of that the all of, of a sudden, yeah. she probably the ran, Diane, she probably ran second... Yeah, we ran second to Charlize Theron in that Oscar race. Probably, though there was no contest that yeah. year. But oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Though wait, that was for some, something's got to give. Something's got to give. Okay, mm-hmm. Nancy oh. Myers Cinema. Yes, I mean Diane is Diane Keaton is the queen of Nancy Myers Cinema. Mm-hmm. We, know, we know this, but didn't she also work again with uh, her husband in this movie in Because I Said So? Oh. That's right. I think isn't he made his father or something? I never saw because I said so. Yeah, does that have? I does that? I started it. Does that have? Victor is that Garber the Mandy Moore one? Yeah, yeah. No, it doesn't have Victor. It's got Stephen. Uh, what's his name? Stephen Collins. Stephen Collins. Oh, okay. Guy. Yeah. All right. Yes, indeed. Um. Yeah. What did uh? Something's got to give has Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So crazy. When I mean, do do we foresee like? Leo ever forsaking Martin Scorsese and starting to do like wacky romantic comedy. No, (laughs) (laughs) no, with a woman his own age. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, I mean he doesn't. He doesn't have his. I guess that the terms of endearment. Lily Gladstone. Lily Gladstone is is kind of around my age for this uh, Killers of the Flower Moon movie. So I guess that's the best that we got. Yeah, yeah, true. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Leo's no Jack. But um, yeah, something's got to give. That's Though I, I never did saw just, it. I did just rewatch his Good as it Gets, and that's uh, Jack at sixty with Helen Hunt at like thirty five. I've yeah. considered, <laughs> and yet you believe it. Yeah, I've considered doing that movie on the podcast just because of the Greg Kinnear character. Yeah, of that. I remember watching right. that movie when I was a kid You're and like, seeing that is, character. This is what my life and will just be. kind of being like. <laughs> I don't really understand the life of a gay adult, but I totally get this guy. I remember thinking that when I was like 10 years old. Well, and now there's all this yep. contention around that because yeah. it's like, why is he this pitiful character? Right, right. right you know? yeah. Sure. He, but he, I guess he gets the shit beat out of him. He's in like a cast for most of the movie. He gets yeah. this sad monologue with Helen Hunt in the car. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I get I get it. But yeah, it was all that we had. That, yeah. That was our tragic, tragic homosexual character of the character trope of the 90s but you know <laughs> Simon the Fat so I guess yeah <laughs> yep I guess we had Greg Kinnear in As Good As It Gets and in this one we had 
the lesbian daughter. Sure. Yeah. Was Bronson <laughs> Those were the stereotypical was, gays of the was 90s. Was Bronson Pinchot pay- playing gay in this? I maybe? got I that vibe. Yeah, I kind yeah. of did too. I got it. He's, he's I kind of like actor, I kind of like yeah. Brenda just had like a gay best friend. Yeah. She would be the one that you would you would gravitate to the most for sure of all of these three, I think. Yeah. The lesbian bar scenes are really fun. Yeah, that lesbian bar was on a poppin'. Which um, early appearance from Leah Delaria, Delaria. the new black <laughs> Leah Delaria. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, she's out. Anytime yep. you needed a lesbian in the nineties, <laughs> she was right there for you. <laughs> sure, I'll be in it. Yeah, fun, but funny little beats with her yes. and with her and Elise. And, and I like that um, the Goldie character is the type that would really like have fun at the lesbian bar. For yeah. sure. It would be out on the dance floor. And this is pre-social media, so there's going to be those stories of like, well, I saw Elise right. at this bar one night, just right. like blah, blah, blah. And it just, the story gets around, but there's no pictures. Right. You know? because <laughs> Or at the very end when Bet like owns it and is like, she's with me. Baby. Yeah. Come on, honey. My place. <laughs> What's going on with me? Yeah. That was, that was great. Yeah. Love it. So, I mean, yeah. This movie has all, all the touchstones that we look for. <laughs> Here at movies that made us. I game. mean, I don't think it's too late for a first wise club two, and like you mentioned, Pete, of that it can just be all it can just be all three of them and something yeah. and just something, yeah. especially yeah. that we're at a time. I mean, maybe book club two didn't make all that much money, but what are they going to mm-hmm. follow that up with for like old lady cinema? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> book club cinema. <laughs> book club cinema. Yep. <laughs> You can say old lady cinema. Old lady cinema. <laughs> yep. Do you know on the most recent episode of Very Delta, she said, this is the podcast for people that like to call her Candy Bergen. <laughs> <laughs> that was so stupid. I was like, ooh, that's me. <laughs> and that's why I listen to this one. Candy Bergen is like the era when she was dating the Beach Boys guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, They like on yep. SNL, they would call her mm-hmm. Candy. Like Gilda Radner called her Candy. But like, yeah, she became Candace when she was a, a, she a, serious, a serious actor. Yes. Once she got Murphy Brown and started winning right. 30 Emmys a year. And beat Delta Burke. <laughs> right. Wasn't Candace Bergen the, the kind of person that she just won so many damn Emmys that she took herself out of the room? I think she stopped think, after yeah. like five in a row. I think she was just like, don't even submit me anymore. Yeah. Like, I got enough. It's like five is enough. Yeah. All right. Candy. But I mean, Candy Bergen is now just like another stalwart of... Of Granny Cinema. <laughs> Book Club Cinema. We love she it. She was really good in Let Them All Talk. Mm. I thought she should have been not you nominated know, for it. Going back to the remake of The Women, can, she's in that. She is okay. in yeah, it. She, she, she's Meg Ryan's mom, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think she's the wow. funniest part of it when she's like, I just paid $2,000 to look rested. Of course it hurts. <laughs> I mean, does that, does that math work out? Uh, well, I, I don't mean, know if it's uh, 2000. I, I, I no, 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 but I of Candy Bergen being Meg Ryan's mom. Yes. That math. Oh. Does that work out? Oh, that math. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. 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 Young mother. <laughs> oh, well. But don't watch a remake of The Woman. <laughs> even, no. even for that joke. <laughs> even though she's the best part of it. We're going to watch the remake of The Women when we get off this call. Well, you, well, you love <laughs> Jada Pinkett. When we get so. off this recording. She Pinkett's needs to be a lesbian in that movie, she too. She does. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> listeners. <laughs> it's please not my don't fault. watch the sequel of The Women, listeners, please. <laughs> it's not my fault if you go to watch that one. That's not you. Oh, my goodness. Well, this was a lot of fun talking about... Thank you so much, Jack. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm such a fan. You wrote a very yes. lovely article about us for CyberSocket. Yes, indeed. <laughs> when very we saw cute. that email, we were like, CyberSocket? 
Yes, we're yes. in. Yes, we're in. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we're still open to any partnerships with CyberSaga. <laughs> I only write the G-rated stuff, guys. Oh, okay. Sorry. All right. All right. All right. I write about you guys, and I write about the handsome guys on Hallmark Christmas movies. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> love it. And you have a YouTube channel. I do. Fields on Film. Awesome. Fields on Film on YouTube. What do you talk about on YouTube? Uh, well, I talk about a few things, but mostly it's just footage of all oh, this okay. My adventures in La La Land, basically. Sure. All the screenings that I go to, all the Q&As that I watch, all the okay. live events and pe- cool people in person. You're always the, a good person to follow. The stuff that you can only do here in LA. You're yes. always a good person to follow to update uh, people on just everything that's happening for screenings in LA. Yeah. You know, what keeps mm-hmm. me in this damn city is, <laughs> yeah. all, is all the interesting stuff there is to go and watch. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, especially like revival houses at exactly. American Cinematheque, New Beverly. It's just, I mean... We take shit like that for granted in L.A. That's, yeah. that's all, literally all cities. All here. cities don't yeah. have that. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. no yeah. other city as much. Yeah. Did you do a, Did you do a jawbreaker Q and A? Did you visit one? Did you have a video jawbreaker? About that? No. Okay. Because I was like, I was watching something, and I, I know I was watching one of yours, and I was like, was it the Darren Stein? I don't remember. Um, but yeah, uh, Fields on Film. Mm-hmm. Look it up on YouTube. Yeah. And then uh, I also help program uh, the Last Remaining Seats event uh, with the LA Conservancy. Love it. Yes. Yeah. Love that. And then uh, the other film festival program, I actually just got back from, and we screened As Good As It Gets, and Helen Hunt was with us, uh, is the Plaza Classic Film Festival back in El Paso, Texas, my hometown. Awesome. Wow. Yeah. Well, Last Remaining Seats has been going on for so long. It has. That's amazing. Yeah. That, that's still like. It's still a fun strong. part of summer in LA. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Classic movies in the downtown movie palaces. Absolutely. Yes. I love that. Well, I mean, this was so much fun. Thank you again. I'm for glad that we finally got to the first Wives Club. Yeah. <laughs> I think that <laughs> listeners have been shocked that we have never, <laughs> that we have not, that we, we did not do this movie in like the first 20 episodes. Just, I wonder how they're going to react to finding out you guys had never seen it. I was going to say, it became that thing of just like, well, we never saw it. So now it's like kind of weird that we haven't done it. And we and now it's I'm, a little, yeah. I'm a little embarrassed to yeah. admit it, yeah. but we all have movies like that. Of but course. What's one of your you cinematic blind spots like that? Of like For a, movies that a made movie, us gay? A movies that made us gay. Kind of standby that you just have never gotten to. A movies that made us gay that I haven't seen. Boys, I have not seen Big Business. <sighs> Big, mis- <sighs> Big Business is a, is a delight. You should watch so it. I know. I, hadn't seen I Big- love Outrageous yeah. Fortune. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's so great. I don't think I had seen Big Business until I started going out with Pete. Yeah, you mm. probably hadn't. I think mm-hmm. I was like, you have to watch I think this. I think Pete introduced <laughs> me to that. Yeah. Yeah. And Bet sings two songs in that. Yeah. <laughs> I think I saw it years ago. I think I saw it like literally once. Sure. I think that I may have seen an edit edited for cable that yeah. I just yeah. dipped yeah. in on when I was young. Well, yeah. And I don't remember any of it. Is it on Disney Plus still? Probably. It's one of Bet's touchdown movies. I'm yeah. sure it is. Yeah. So there you go, listeners. Go check it out. Yeah. She sings two songs. <laughs> And Lily Tomlin's also there. It's great. Oh, and Fred Ward, R.I.P. R.I.P. Looking Fred Ward. fine as hell. Doing push-ups in the Plaza Hotel with mm. no shirt on. Mm. <laughs> we love you, Fred Ward. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, we all have we all have our blind spots. And now we finally filled in First Wives Club. So thank you <laughs> yes, for thank you so much. bringing this movie to us. I mean, we, we it was always on our radar, but gave us a good excuse to mm-hmm. to get it out there. So 
Uh, we'd love to have you on again in the future. Anytime. We'll we will. Yeah, I'm such yeah. a fan. Absol- oh, thank you so much. And we're definitely fans of you as well. Oh. So until next time, we bid you adieu. Good night. Thanks for listening. Bye. Everybody. Thank you. And thank you so much for listening, everybody. Fun episode. Yes, indeed. We are now First Wives Club. Super We're in the club. <laughs> We're in the We're club. We're in the club, listeners. Yes, absolutely. And thank you once again to our guests. That was so much fun for coming on. Um, but yeah, I think right now... Is it that time, Pete? It's that time. Where is it? <laughs> time for the Patreon. Shout out. Let's hear them. All right. And we would like to say a great big thank you to all of our patrons, including Daisy, Patrick, Kelly, Chrissy, Stephen, Jake, Desiree, Adam, Laura, Thomas... Brenna, Jessica Rabbit, Lawrence, Lisa, Alexis, Thomas, Mark, Jackson, Millie, Ted, Benny, Jamel, Melanie, Susan, JJ, Muffy, Jamie, uh, Drew, Genevieve, Dawn, Joshua, Emily, Aaron, Jessica, Nick and Shannon, Christine, and also Rufino. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Our Patreon has lots of really cool bonus features like our Watch This Commentary tracks. There are over 30 of them. Um, we watch a movie, we record a commentary live as the movie is playing, and we give you instructions on how to sync it up to the movie. If it's streaming uh, online or if you own it, you can watch with us. Yeah, we're going to uh, have some new ones around the time this recording comes up. Yes, too. they'll be coming up shortly. And also, if you don't want to watch them synced up to the movie, you can just listen to them as uh, a regular podcast episode. They work fine that way, but they're really cool when you sync them up in the movie. And there's over 30 of those. We also have done... Uh, recaps of the latest season of Drag Race All Stars mm-hmm. season eight. Uh, every episode of that is up for uh, five dollars and above, so you can check that out. Lots of fun stuff over on the Patreon, so give it uh, a check out. And um, all of those donations are super duper helpful for us. If you don't want to do an ongoing thing, you can just do ten dollars for thirty days. Yeah, and you can listen to everything that you can listen to in that thirty days, and then you're done. And it's a one-time donation, and you have access to every single thing, including all the back issues of the uh, uh, newsletters and everything. So check it out. We'd also love it if you would rate and review the show. Yeah, give us five stars. We would love to read some kind words in a iTunes or a Spotify review. Indeed, actually, we just got a new Apple Podcast review that I can read right now. Let's see. It is from an Apple Podcast listener here in the U.S., and they go by the name of Jay Nimitz. And uh, the review starts out, What a delight. I stumbled on this podcast trying to find a good breakdown of the film The Blue Lagoon and why it's such a formative film. I mostly found podcasts that ripped that movie to shreds until I found this. Pete, Scott, and Brayden didn't absolve the movie of its problematic aspects, but they didn't trash it either, and I appreciate that. Also, it was hilarious. I've since binged multiple episodes and love Pete and Scott's film-savvy convos, anecdotes, and guests they have on. 10 out of 10 would recommend. I love how specific that review gets with the Blue Lagoon. I love that episode with Brayden. It is a really fun episode. Mm-hmm. It's really funny. Blue Lagoon is wild. It's a, an older I love, episode. I love pre-pandemic. The Blue Lagoon. Yeah, we love it. 
So much fun. So thank you so much, Jane. Yeah, that thank was you great. so much. That's if, very sweet. And if you guys write a review over an Apple Podcast, we'll definitely read it here on an episode. And uh, yeah, do the five star thing over on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. And um, if you follow us on whatever uh, podcast platform that you listen to, it definitely helps us out, giving us a boost so more, more people can find us. We're also on pretty much any social media platform. We're at Movies That Made Us Gay on Instagram and Threads. And Facebook at MTMUG Pod on Twitter. Yes. We're still on Twitter. You know, whatever. It's there. <laughs> but um, yeah, go ahead and find us there. If you want to find our social, our personal socials, you can do that as well. Uh, I'm Pete. I'm at Peter Lasagna on uh, Instagram and uh, threads and Twitter. I'm Scott Youngballer on Instagram and follow my letterbox. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye.